The Swiss Family Robinson, Chapter 45 We resumed our search, thanking God for our preservation from this danger in which my dear Jack at any rate might have perished. As a proof and trophy of our adventure, we cut off the forepaws of the animal to carry to my wife. It is said that these form a very delicious dish, fit for the table of a king. The valley now began to expand and presented a more varied appearance. It was intersected with beautiful plains or savannas, of which the grass had evidently been eaten, and with more extensive woods through which we had great difficulty in forcing a passage. So thick and entangled were the lianas and underwood, we succeeded in passing them by keeping at the borders, where we also felt in greater safety from the wild beasts and reptiles, of which we saw many species that had their abode at the foot of the rocks. Besides the fatigue of our journey, we were tormented with thirst, never having seen any water since we left the sea. The soil was so moist that I was of opinion we might have found water by digging. But having been compelled to leave our spades, when we came along the reef, we had no tools suitable for the purpose. We were also impatient to wash ourselves after the butchery of the bears, when to our great satisfaction we heard the murmur of waters, which I concluded was the river Jack and I had seen in our former expedition. He had frequently inquired about it, and we had foolishly thought it had extended along the whole valley, which could not be. It was a gentle stream, gushing from a perpendicular rock, which reminded me of the source of the river, or bay in the canton of Vaud. It issued forth in its full width, rolling at first over a rocky bed, then forming a graceful bend. It took its course towards the great bay and fell in a cascade into the sea. We remained some time here to fill our gourds, drinking moderately and taking a bath which refreshed us all greatly. The evening was approaching, and we began to fear we should not reach home before night. I had warned my wife that there was a possibility that we might be delayed, though I could not then anticipate the cause of our delay. We endeavored, however, by walking as quickly as we could, and resting no more, to reach our farm at any rate. We followed the course of the river, on the opposite shore of which rose a wide plain, where we saw the herd of buffaloes quietly grazing, ruminating, and drinking without paying the slightest attention to us. We thought we distinguished some other quadrupeds amongst them, which Fritz was certain were zebras or anagras, but certainly not his dear gazelle, for which he had incessantly looked round. Jack was in despair that the river separated us from the buffaloes, so that he could not cast his lasso round the legs of one of them, as he had promised Ernest. He even wished to swim across the stream to have a hunt, but I forbade him, encouraging him to hope that perhaps a single buffalo might cross to our side and throw itself in the way of his lasso. I was far from wishing such a thing myself, for we had no time to lose, nor any means to secure and lead it home, should we succeed in capturing one, not having any cords with us, and moreover, intending to return from the bay in the canoe, when we arrived at the bay, the night which comes on rapidly in equinoctial countries, had almost closed. 
we were scarcely able to see, without terror, the changes that the late storm had occasioned, the narrow pass which led from the other side of the island between the river and a deep stream that flowed from the rocks was entirely obstructed with rocks and earth fallen upon it, and to render our passage practicable, it was necessary to undertake a labor that the darkness now prevented, and which would be at any time be attended with danger. We were obliged, then, to spend the night in the open air, and separated from our dear and anxious friends at Tent House. Fortunately, Fritz had collected a store of breadfruit for his mother, with which he had filled his own pockets and those of his brothers. These, with water from the river, formed our supper, for we had nothing but the bone of our leg of mutton left. We turned back a little way to establish ourselves under a clump of trees where we were in greater safety. We loaded our muskets, we kindled a large fire of dry branches, and recommending ourselves to the protection of God, we laid ourselves down on the soft moss to wait for the first rays of light. With the exception of Jack, for, who from the first slept as if he had been in his bed, we none of us could rest. The night was beautiful, a multitude of stars shone over our heads in the ethereal vault. Ernest was never tired of gazing on them, after some questions and suppositions on the plurality of worlds, their courses and their distances. He quitted us to wander on the borders of the river, which reflected them in all their brilliancy. From this night his passion for astronomy commenced, a passion which he carried beyond all others. This became his favorite and continual study, nor did he fall far short of Nouvelle, whose history he had read. Whilst he was engaged in contemplation, Fritz and I conversed on our projects for tunneling to the grotto, and on the utility of such a passage, as this side of the island was quite lost to us from the difficulty in reaching it. And yet, said I, it is to this difficulty we owe the safety we have enjoyed. Who can say that the bears and the buffaloes may not find the way through the grotto? I confess I am not desirous of their visits, nor even of those of the Anagras. Who knows, but they might persuade your favorite Lightfoot to return and live among them. Liberty has many charms. Till now we have been very happy on our side of the island without the productions of this. My dear boy, there is a proverb. Let zeal alone. Let us not have too much ambition. It has ruined greater states than ours. Fritz seemed grieved to give up his plan, and suggested that he could forge some strong bars of iron to place before the opening, which could be removed at will. But, said I, they will not prevent the snakes from passing underneath. I have noticed some with terror, as they are animals I have a great antipathy to, and if your mother saw one crawl into her grotto, she would never enter it again, even if she did not die of fright. Well, we must give it up, said Fritz, but it is a pity. Do you think, father, there are more bears in the island than those we killed? In all probability, said I, it is scarcely to be supposed that there should only be two. I cannot well account for their being here. They can swim very well, and perhaps the abundance of fruit in this part of the island may have attracted them. I then gave my son a short account of their manners and habits from the best works on the history of these animals. Music